Say hi, hello. It's Financial Straight Talk, the podcast portion of the show. If you are listening on the radio, thanks for staying with us. If you are listening to us on the podcast, uh, make sure you're subscribed, share it with a friend. We love that. And we appreciate you spending some time with us to learn about better financial decisions and to help us do that each and every week. A man joins us. He is the star of the show. He's the president and founder of Wadadley Financial Group. Wadidly. Wadidly. He is the father of financial dragons and the chief engineer of the wheelbarrow of wisdom, but he is not your financial daddy. He is the financial straight talker himself, Jim Fox. How are you, sir? Outstanding. And what what that should say, hey, if you don't want to be a bunch of knuckleheads and make the stupid decisions <laughs> these guys did, just hang tight, listen to what they did, and do the opposite of them. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that in just a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about legacy planning and how to preserve that wealth through generations. But before we do that, Jim, big shout out to Steve Young, the owner of Pineapples down by the beach. He uh, just got back on Thursday. He got to go up into space on the Blue Origin rocket. Mm. Bezos is a big ship that he takes up into the sky. And, you know, it's been a busy week over at the launch pads. But congratulations to him and welcome back. <laughs> You know, I got to laugh because everyone was talking about, I don't know if I have to be careful. FCC has certain sets of rules, but we will say that we had a giant flying phallic symbol over, (laughs) over the, you remember Austin powers. Yes, but that's what it was like. Do you stop it? All my friends are like, we are living in great times when this is launching in our backyard. So, uh, but think about it, right? I mean, this is, I mean, you guys are up, up in Atlanta. So you don't get to see it as much as we do, but I mean, this is Every day, it well, feels like. That was the quote that he said. He said, I'm tired of watching these rockets. I want to ride one. There we go, man. And he got to take along a few things with him. I think they allotted him something like three pounds. Okay. And so he took a few things with him. He took his uh, father's dog tags from the army. Okay. He took his mother's golden cross. Nice. He took his son's band. Uh, they have some stickers. So okay. he took some stickers from his band up there with him. And he also brought his surfing Santa plush toy, which is kind of a promotional thing. This guy's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. And he's like, I'm going to bring this plush toy and get some information about the biggest Christmas Eve party on the beach, surfing Santa. Yes, you've never heard of it. I had not. And yeah, so uh, we've now grown, I know. We've grown up with I'll it. I'll see you on Christmas Eve. It is the coolest thing. And just so you guys know, we are not known for our surf, right? But it is so cool to go out. Not only do you have Santas, like, and I mean uh, Santas of all ages. Skinny Santas. Right? Skinny's fat skin. Old Santas, <laughs> young Santas, male Santas, female Santas. You ready for this? Cat, dog, and I've even seen a monkey Santa. <laughs> and they will put them on the longboards. And it is, listen, if you're new to Florida and, you know, you've been here and we met a bunch of people. We've only been here three, four months, right, at our workshops. Guys, don't miss Christmas. Go out to the beach. It is so much fun. You will laugh until, until it hurts. But you got to give the guy credit, man. Yeah. Always marketing, right? Yeah, no. Now, here's Strong the guy. thing. Let's hope he doesn't get kind of addicted to these kind of expensive things. Oh. Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to pay any more for drinks that we're already paying. Okay? <laughs> so let's keep those costs low. But congratulations. What a cool feat, man. I mean, yeah. it's just, it makes my 29029 and the one that you did look oh, like yeah. chump change, well, right? Well, you know, I mean, I think we had to work a little bit harder. Than, I mean, he gets to just ride a rocket up there. I mean, there's <laughs> probably some training that goes on you know the astronaut training is a little intense but i mean climbing up that mountain how's the training going oh you look well thank you sir so we are currently at uh, an hour and a half a day that i'm training next week goes to two hours the next Jeez. week goes to two and a half hours and three Ooh. hours 
Because, Jerry, you already know it's 36 hours of nonstop. You you hike up to the top. You ride the gondola back. You do that over and over again. Uh, we are all of maybe 20 feet above sea level to start with, so we got that problem. Yeah, you got to get acclimated to the elevation. But we will definitely – I'm going to do some videos when we go do that because I think that's some cool stuff that people – look, we have in our community – we are not your normal, typical retirement community, man. It just doesn't happen. You know, a good friend of ours of the show, one of our clients, great guy, he's rode his bike across the country. Yes, that's right. I mean, how cool and is this? Jim, yeah, I'm very proud of him, but I'm also proud of us because on this here show, we broke the news and no we way. beat the Vieira Voice to it. Jim Wright uh, <laughs> is actually in the uh, Vieira Voice this week with an article, and uh, I think we scooped him, Jim. Yeah. We had it by about three days. And if you guys want to check it out, we have on our Facebook page, Wadali's Facebook page, go check it out. Uh, we The kids were there to celebrate when he came in. Oh, cool. And so we got him cookies from Julian's. I mean, it was cool, and and you know what I love about the guy? He He's, is by the so, way, 73 years old, rode his bike across the country. 72. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but here's the thing. He is the most humble dude you'll ever meet. And you know what he said to me? Hey, it was what it was, but man, being there, he was able to do a lot of it with his son. Wow. And what an awesome experience that must have been like. Yeah. Right? You think so, about, you know, Forrest Gump when he was running across the country and those landscapes out yes, in like Arizona and crazy. everything. Got to be an awesome experience. Congratulations, yes, Steve yes. Young. Congratulations, Jim Wright. People doing things right in life. We love to see it and, here and you know in what? the Space While Coast. you guys are here, let me give it to you. Those are for you guys who are standing in line at C- Crumble Cookie right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby. Because we all got goals, baby. <laughs> we all got goals. <laughs> it's Financial Straight Talk, having a good time. And uh, we got to bring it back to finances at oh. some point, Jim. So let's talk about the lottery. Everybody loves to I plan win. to win. Yeah, well, we're still here, pal. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to surprise me on the air today that you won. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset with you. <laughs> as long I as I can go either. with you. Well, yes, you'd be the first call I made because, you know, that information gets out and everybody in the world That's starts it. asking you for money. But uh, it got up to $1.2 billion, with a B, dollars. The winning ticket was sold somewhere up in Illinois. So congratulations oh, yeah, to congrats. our friends up Whoever north. you are, awesome Woo. job. Yes. The take-home. From that, Jim, of course, you don't get $1.2 billion. Everybody understands that. The ta- We did some research before the show, Jim. What was the take home on the, do you either get to decide a 30-year payout plan or uh, one lump sum? What was yeah. the what and, was the? And take I believe home? it was 600 and something million, like almost $700 million wow. was, was the lump sum. And then you, after taxes, you netted like 400 and something. All so, right, congratulations so, to the IRS yes, out yes. there getting big money. Let's go. So what do we figure? The IRS ended up getting about $270 million on that. Woo. Now, I know what people are thinking. I would have taken the $1.2 billion. Yeah, guys, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need that much money. All I want is $10 million. Well, here's the thing, guys. Think about this. What happens if that lottery was to go broke and now you're not going to get any more payments? Keep that in mind, right? Because it's so there's a lot, even though it's an annuity, that's still a lot of money, guys. You don't want to play that game. So (laughs) if anyone's winning the lottery, have a good financial plan before it happens. Now, most people are not going to win the lottery. Almost all people are not going to win the lottery, but there are other circumstances where we come into substantial amounts of money. And one of those cases is inheritance, Jim. And for a lot of people, that inheritance will come when they're at their highest income earning years. Now, we saw the loss of the stretch IRA a few years ago. That was in 2019 as part of the SECURE Act. No more stretch IRAs, which was a great generational wealth building tool. Now you have to liquidate those accounts in 10 years. So when you're talking to people about that portion of their finances, preserving that wealth across generations, 
I mean, I think inheritance is something pretty sacred and yeah. special. That money is going to mean more to somebody than anything they really win in the lottery. Absolutely. So what are the things that we need to keep in mind to preserve that and so, protect that? So this is something I've been talking about for basically my entire career. Because the baby boomers had what we called the wall of wealth, okay? Mm. I don't know if you ever heard that term no. or not before. It's called the wall of wealth. And those are the people, the greatest generations were the grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. And then our parents are the baby boomers. And you know, they went to work and they did their thing and, and they amassed this money, but they're getting older yeah. and they're passing away. And all of this money is moving from the baby boomers to the Gen Xers right now, right? And, and, you know, we're living longer and longer, so it's taken a little bit longer, but there's a wall of wealth. And I can't remember the number. I'd be lying, but it was definitely trillions of dollars that yeah. is being moved, right? It's a, and, I've heard it called the greatest transfer of wealth in history. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's being transferred to the smallest generation pretty much in history, too, because the Gen Xers are a small group. Mm-hmm. Now, millennials picked it back up a little bit, but the point is is that when I look at legacy planning, I have to look at it in two different ways. There's somebody that's going to be the receiver. Yes. <laughs> and that's the young people. That's going to be the Gen Xers or the millennials or whoever it is. You're going to be receiving that. But there's also going to be the givers, right? The people that are going to pass that wealth on. So the strategies that we employ are really kind of specific to everyone's needs, right? Some people, if they have no family, and you know what's crazy, Jerry, is I've been meeting a lot of people that don't have kids. Mm -hmm. And they don't have significant others. And they don't have, you know, big families. And what I find are, are those people are leaving it to their churches, to their alma maters, to, to, you know, different charities, well, let's just think about this for a second, guys. If you're leaving your money to a charity, do we need to do any tax planning? They're 501c3s. So don't don't make the mistake of paying taxes on money now because oh, okay. you're going to leave yeah. to somebody else, right? But if you're leaving it to your kids, and your kid's a doctor or an engineer or a radio, a, a, a radio host, <laughs> a UPS driver, you've got to think about how are they going to inherit that money? Listen, tax efficiency is not just like a buzzword, right? It's not, you know, we hear these all the time. It's not a buzzword. It is the reality of life. You have two choices. You're either going to plan and keep your taxes as low as possible, or you're going to hope and pray you did it right and then pay more in taxes. Mm. I don't really care if I'm the one getting the tax advantages or my kids, but the one thing I don't want is to give more money to the government who are, what, 130% debt to income right now. No, I wouldn't call them smart money managers. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you ran your household like the government ran our finances, we would all be bankrupt. The only advantage that they have is they don't go to jail when they print money. (laughs) That's the only difference. So when we're doing legacy planning, It is very detailed. Now, I save the legacy planning till the end, right? Because we want to cover all the other bases first. But when you're looking at legacy planning, it is very, very tedious because you got to decide, do you do trust or don't do trust, right? And, I, and man, you want to get people upset? Have that conversation with oh, them, yeah? right? Because it seems like the people that go out and pay all this money for a trust, when you tell them they didn't need one, Oof. they get really upset with you. And I guess they're justified, but not everybody needs a trust. Are you ready for that? It's not necessary if all your money is in, in IRAs because you can leave a beneficiary, right? Mm-hmm. So the key with legacy planning is communication. And the problem is, is that most financial weenies on this planet, when you sit down with them, what are they talking about, Jerry? Rates of return. Yeah. Rates of return. I'm going to take your $100. I'm going to make it $1,000. I'm going to take your $100,000. i am going to make it a million. 
the reality is, is when it comes to legacy planning, it's important that we think about the process, right? Because there's so many pieces to this puzzle that we need to think about. If they don't change the law and the stepped up basis is still in place, well, we don't want to really mess with their non-qualified money because it's going to step up. Why sell it and pay gains on it, right? Mm. Capital gains. When you can leave it to little Timmy or in this case, little Jerry, (laughs) and Jerry doesn't have to pay any taxes on it. But Jerry, if they eliminate the stepped up basis, guess what? All of a sudden, maybe selling it now is better than having you do it when you're a high income earner down the road. So oh. there's all these, and I, I know I'm talking about things that we don't have the time right. to go into, but I need you to understand that this is not something that you just say, ah, oh, put my legacy planning as a beneficiary form. That is not legacy planning. And I spent the first 10 years of my career working for the largest financial firm on the planet. And guess what they treated beneficiaries like? Legacy planning. That's ridiculousness. You've got to have a written game plan to get to retirement. You've got to have a written game plan to get through retirement. What makes you think that you don't have to have a written game plan so you can actually get that money to the people that you want to get it to properly? So those are wills. Those are trust if necessary. Those are proper plan. Those are Roth conversions. There are so many pieces to this puzzle that people try and go do it all on their own. You know, we were just talking just a few minutes ago about your Mustang and how excited you are about putting some new stuff in it and all this other stuff. I mean, it's great. You can turn a few bolts and strap this Is on. Is this where you tell me I made bad decisions no, with no, my money? No, no, but I want you to know, <laughs> you are okay with maybe putting on some extra parts, but would you ever program your own ship that's going to do that tune? Oh, no. No, no, no because no. it's outside the scope of what you're capable well, I won't of doing. Even, I mean, I'll turn a couple of wrenches and do the easy stuff, an intake, or, you know, even if I really wanted to get dirty, I might be able to do some exhaust, some mufflers, stuff like that. I'm not touching the headers. you got to put cars up on a lift for stuff like that. How about the computers? Yeah, right? Absolutely so, not. So, so in this same example, we have people right now that have their financial guy or gal that is great. I meet people all the time that tell me this. And I ask them about their legacy plan. They go, well, we have beneficiaries. I have a will. I have a trust. Guys, that that doesn't do any. I mean, yes, it's a piece of it. But everything in your legacy plan has to work together. Mm-hmm. you got to think through it. And I will tell you, when I sit down with somebody, I work in four key phases. First, I want to make sure that we are protected from risk, right? We want Because you're in retirement, you don't want a lot of risk, right? Number two, I want to make sure you're as tax efficient as possible. Number three, now I want to start trying to make some money, but we're not willing to take on a ton of risk because we don't get ourselves back in the hole. Number four is that legacy planning. Yeah. And understand something. When I do the legacy planning, it takes more work to do the legacy planning than it does the other three combined. Mm. Do you know why? Because one day you're going to leave the money to little Jerry Payne Jr., okay? But Jerry goes out and does a whole bunch of stupid stuff. Well. <laughs> and mom and dad goes, you know what? We don't think Jerry should get this money, so Lindsay's going to get it all. And we got to go replan this whole thing, right? That is how legacy planning is constantly changing. Sure. Somebody passes away that you're going to leave your money to. How about per sterpes? How about that term? Have you ever heard it before? Uh, no, when you got so license, there's, you there's remember it. Per sterpes and per, not per capita. Is it per capita? Yeah, something like that. Where, something. But the Latin. point is, all these words, it. you need to understand something. 
we have a starting point and that's the hardest point to deal with in any new kind of venture because that's what we're doing. Legacy planning is something new for a lot of people. So we need to have our step off point. If you're going to play golf, you got to tee off, right? If you're going to, if you're going to play hockey, what do they call it at the, at the center line? What is that called? Uh, Face off. Face off. Yes. It doesn't care what, when it, when it's baseball, it's, it's the first, you know, the visitors get the first at bat. All Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff exists. What makes you think that we don't have a starting point when it comes to legacy planning? Yeah. Our starting point is what we call guarding your legacy. And it's basically a very simple questionnaire. It's a booklet that we allow people to put their thoughts on paper. Once they get their thoughts on paper, this includes things like your – I'll never forget. My grandmother had a room. Every country person <laughs> has this, okay? She had a room we weren't allowed to go into because it's filled with whatnots is what my family call them, right? <laughs> and they were always cheap stuff, but those got left to somebody. Maybe right. it's a spoon collection. But we have our guarding your legacy. We start with that and we build from there. We make sure that we do TODs, transfer on desk. Mm-hmm. We make sure our beneficiaries are up to date. We make sure that we have living wills. We have health care surrogates. We make sure that we cover all these gamuts. And it's important that you understand that it all starts with step number one. Now, yeah. step number one is guarding your legacy. But guess what, guys? You don't have guarding your legacy. So step number one for you is going to be to pick up the phone <laughs> and call Pam at 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. She will get you the guarding your legacy so you can start filling out. That's step one. Then you want to sit down with us so we can help you come up with a solid legacy plan so you can accomplish accomplish the goals you want even after we call it a trust from the grave we all these weird names we come up with but the end result is this you've got to make the decision today that you want to be comfortable with your legacy plan just as much as you are with your income plan and it all starts with that simple phone call give pam a call she'll make sure that she gets it set up get the stuff to you so we can start helping you plan not only for retirement not only to get through retirement but when the time comes and you get called home, the good Lord brings you home, mm-hmm. that your money goes exactly where you want it to and in the most efficient manner possible. 321-414-7526. That's the number you can call right now. We're offering the Guarding Your Legacy checklist. We'll be happy to get that to you. Just call Pam and ask for Guarding Your Legacy. That's 321-414-7526 or 321-414-PLAN. Or you can visit our website and get in touch with us through there at yourwfg.com. Jim, that's about all the time that we have for this week. Congratulations again to uh, Jim Wright. Yes, sir. Congratulations to Steve Young. Welcome back to uh, Planet Earth. And uh, <laughs> stick around for a little while. It seems like he's having a fun time. I'm telling you. Jim, that's all we got for this week. We'll be back at the same time next week. Thanks so much for listening to Financial Straight Talk. Hey, share the podcast with a friend. Get subscribed. Let's grow this uh, community that we've got here. It's a lot of good people. And we want to invite a lot more. That's all I got, Jim. I'll give you the last word. Thanks so much, Jerry. Well, guys, every week, Jerry and I just want to take the time to say thank you. We know that you have tons of options when it comes to getting financial information, and we're honored to just be one of those resources. So like you said, if there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate. Reach out. Let us know. We'll answer your questions. Who knows? We might give you a shout out even on the air. That's right. But with all of that being said, on behalf of myself and the rock doctor himself, Mr. Jerry Payne, I want to thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next Next time on the Financial Straight Talk. Jim Fox is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. 
Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.